<laughs> I love that man. It's your host, Quentin Q, the man himself. And I'm hyped off of episode one, man. We launch queued up podcast launch. We here listen. You listen live to episode number two. And I got a whole lot to get into it for you guys at this time. I do, however, want to take a step back. Aww. And that's okay. I got I forgot. I got so excited. Guys, I, not to gas myself up, but like, I got to give you guys my credentials. I got to let the people know that I am, am worth you guys' ears. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, what I'm saying is valid. So I, I went back and listened over episode one. I told you guys how I played instrument, you know, lots of instrument, instruments over my whole life. And my family uh, played music as well. But I do, I, I do got some more stuff to add, you know? So... I went to school for audio engineering. I got my music production degree from the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. Beautiful school. It's in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Um, So great school if you're looking to explore different types of audio, not just music production, but game audio, broadcast audio, all kinds of things. Movies, film, et cetera, et cetera. So free plug there for the school, but... Like I said, I got my credentials, y'all. I went to school for it. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been an independent my art artist myself. I've been releasing and producing music. I want to say it's been like 10 years, I think. A little over 10. A little over 10. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> so I just wanted to plug that in, y'all. Sorry for leaving that out. But I just want to let for my, my new listeners, let them know your boy is valid. Perfect. So let's get into it, man. One more thing before we start. I have a new segment. So I'm gonna, like I said in the last episode, we're gonna be doing segments. We're gonna be doing bits. This today's segment for this episode is gonna set the precedent for the episode. That's the goal kind of every time for our beginning segment. Uh, this new segment that I'm introducing to you guys is called the bar segment. segment is hype. I love it. Uh, every episode where we do the bar segment, I'm going to be giving you guys a bar. I'm hoping when I go back and post production, I'll go back and see if I can add uh, a, a tidbit of this song in here for you guys to listen to or maybe catch that verse. I don't want to get struck down. You know, that's never the goal. But hopefully I can put a little bit of the instrumental track in the background there. But when I drop the bar segment, it's going to set precedence for the show. And it's just going to be a hot bar of the day, man. It's just going to be something legendary, something that you got to walk away with. It might be an artist, a bar from an artist that's on. It might be a bar from an artist that's independent and give you guys a shout out. But I need you guys to support either way. So let's get into it, man. The bar segment. Today's bar segment is from arguably one of the greatest of all time. Little Wayne. And this bar is from intro off of the album Quality Street Music 2. And he says... I play the hand that was dealt. I got a deck full of aces. 
I gave birth to your style. I need a check for my labor. Perfect. Yeah, listen. That's called my Hey, hey, if that ain't a bar segment to start off the bar segment, segment? <laughs> I don't know what is, bro. That's heat. He said if I, I played a hand that was dealt. Let's break that down a little bit. I played a hand that was dealt. Y'all know that y'all play cards. You know what that means? I played a hand that was dealt. If you play the hand that was given to you, it means you grew up, you, you did what you had to do with what, what you had with, with, with your circumstances, right? He says he's got a deck full of aces. He's loaded. Like if Perfect. almost every game ace is a good card. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> he said he gave birth to your style. He created it. Your whole style is off of him. He he gave birth to it. Bruh. He he's he's the parent here. And he needs a check for his labor. <laughs> Goodness gracious, y'all. That is a crazy way my mouth is burning. We crazy way to start off the bar segment, but that is it. Uh, for the bar segment. So give it up. Now, this, like I said, the segment's gonna set precedence for the show. As you can tell, this episode is about auto tune. We're talking about auto tune. I have a lot of information for you guys. And the reason why this segment sets precedent for the show is because of the second line of this verse where he says, I gave birth to your style, and Lil Wayne, as you know it, one of the early pioneers of the autotune style, and you can say that a majority of the new rappers out here, especially the ones with Lil, in their name, look up to Lil Wayne and were very inspired by Lil Wayne. So, let's get into it. Today's episode, we're talking autotune, Okay. So a little bit into the history of autotune before we kind of jump right into it. I uh, love to get, love to set you guys up. We're gonna start with some predecessors of of autotune of the invention of autotune. So before autotune, we had two things. We had the talk box, and we also had a vocoder. Now I know there's a bunch of more things. Way before then, like I'm talking like way back to Thomas Edison, but we'll be here all day, right? I don't have all day. We're gonna start at the talk box and the vocoder. So the talk box, you guys know what the talk box is. The talk box is the, the cool little uh, plastic tube uh, that you, you know, you plug it up to your instrument, uh, you got the tube in your mouth and you sing or you make, you know, different structures with your lips and uh, you, you, the effect, talk box effect allows you to modify the sound of your guitar or instrument uh, with, your with your mouth. Excuse me. So the talk box unit is composed of a box with a speaker. Usually it has like a compression driver in there that's linked to that plastic tube. And the speaker reproduces whatever you play on the instrument that's plugged in. So sound flows through the plastic tube, like I said. And then the musician can use his or her mouth as the sound box introducing that sound in there. You only need to form words without actually pronouncing them to modify the sound coming out of your mouth. Now, when it comes to the talk box, the first traces of a voice um, modulating instrument date back to the 1930s. Uh, of course, it's a whole bunch of crazy audio stuff we could get into way before then, but we're going to start here. Uh, to be more specific, uh, the, uh, there's a guitar player named Alvino Ray. Uh, he had convinced his wife, Louise King, 
to sing with the device connected to his amp. Uh, that way he could play a string instrument and modulate the singing of his wife. So his wife, Luis, um, actually wouldn't even come on stage. They instead had this creepy little thing uh, called Stringy the Singing Guitar that would uh, steal the show. I, I hated it. Some people thought it was cute. Oh. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, it was really creepy. So maybe uh, I'll drop a video somewhere or if you guys can look it up, but just look up Alvino Ray or look up Stringy the Talking Guitar. Uh, the following, the videos dates back to 1944. I hated it. So soon after the talk box, um, Gilbert Wright would develop the Sonovox, which is kind of like an ancestor of the talk box. Um, the legend does have it that this, this system was born from uh, a day-to-day kind of situation. So Gilbert Wright was shaving with his razor uh, when his wife started talking to him. He then replied uh, while the razor was against his throat and it produced that kind of strange sound um, and an idea was born and soon thereafter the razor was replaced with two speakers. So the Sonovox um, kind of in between there with the talk box and the vocoder, definitely ahead of its time, uh, but it, it ended up not being very widely used. Most notably, it was used in Walt Disney's Dumbo in 1941, if you guys want to check that out. So, um, many pioneered the the talk box effect. Uh, Most notably, the master of the talk box, Roger Troutman. Uh, Former Funkadelic member, he created the the, the zap sound, Roger and Zap. Um, At the end of the 70s, it had a great influence on disco funk, electro funk. Uh, and definitely on later hip-hop scenes. Uh, he was actually one of the songwriters of Tupac's hit, California Love. And that's, that sound that you hear in California Love is that infamous uh, talk box sound. California Love. Dun, 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 dun. Great hit. You also hear it in... Uh, what's the name? Bl- uh, Bruno Mars. Almost drew a blank right there. The, Br- the Bruno Mars hit. Put your pinky fingers to the moon. Great hit as well. So, the talk box goes way back. Next, you have the vocoder that shortly uh, came after the the, the talk box. Uh, The talk box successor, a lot of credit given to Robert Moe, the vocoder. Uh, The vocoder is a synthesizer that transforms the human voice into digital sounds. So, this this is slightly different than the talk box because the talk box, again, you play through the tube. Uh, it allows you to manipulate your voice with the instrument that it's plugged into. The vocoder is, is a synthesizer that takes your voice and it gives it that robot digital sound. It just creates, like, turns your voice into digital sounds. Now, to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about here, um, you're, you're talking about uh, Daft Punk. That kind of that kind of sound. So we're all night to get fun. We're up all night to get some. We're up all night to get lucky. That kind of sound. So talk box and the vocoder give uh, a very retro feel. Another example of the vocoder is uh, the "In the Air Tonight" by Phil Collins. He used the vocoder to add effects to his vocals on that sound on that song. Vocoders really became popular in music in the 70s. Uh, the Phil Collins hit was in 1981. And then, of course, like I said, artists like Daft Punk uh, and a bunch of others began to use that. 
that same vocoder sound. So TalkBox and vocoder definitely gave that retro feel. Uh, when we in the music industry began to hit auto-tune, it originally gave uh, a futuristic feel on pop hits. And I'll get in, into that a little bit more. So starting off with the technology itself, right? Auto-tune, it was originally created, uh, the technology was created by an, en- an engineer. His name is Dr. Andy Hildebrand. Can we give it a, a, a clap up for Dr. Andy Hildebrand? Andy Hildebrand, genius dude, super smart, over the top. He was originally a geophysics engineer uh, that used to analyze data, that like seismic data, like in the earth, right, to discover where oil companies could drill. Um, he had some company around, company hanging around. They're all hanging out, and he pulled them. He asked them, kind of jokingly, um, well, not jo- he didn't ask them jokingly, but he asked them, what what needs to be invented, right? Like, what do you guys, what are some inventions? Like, what do you guys feel like needs to be invented and put out there? So someone jokingly suggested uh, a machine that would enable, enable her to sing in tune. Like, as a joke, like, ha! You know, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, like, what needs to what needs to be invented? Oh, something that can make me sing. Kind of like a joke, right? So Dr. Hildebrand had a moment of genius um, when he went to genuinely pursue this and realized that the algorithms that he'd created to map the Earth's surface by sending out sound waves and, and recording the reflections, the same technology could be used to detect the pitch of audio. So, super crazy, won't get too, too more deep into it, but you get the gist of it. Dr. Hildebrand invented auto-tune, the technology for it. So, uh, auto-tune... It's an audio processor. He ended up founding the company Antares Audio Technologies that a lot of you working in the industry today know, know well. Uh, Antares Audio Tune Plugin, Auto Tune Artist, Auto Tune Evo, uh, introduced in 1996. And for essentially, what it is, is it's pitch correction software that shifts your vocal recordings to a correct key and a correct scale. Now, let's back it up a little bit and talk music. So what is pitch? Pitch in music is the, in the, is the position of a single sound in the complete range of sound as a whole. So sounds are either higher or lower in pitch according to the frequency of vibration of the sound waves producing them. So I can go lower pitch, uh, or I can go higher pitch, uh, right? That's an octave. Perfect. Um, the main group of pitches or notes that form the harmonic foundation of a piece of music is the scale, right? The main pitches used in a song are usually all from one particular scale, and this is where we name the song's key from. You'll hear someone say, hey, uh, let's play this jam, let's play this tune. It's in the key of C, it's in the key of E, okay? Talking about that. So this pitch correction software, what it does is exactly what it's called, pitch correction. It's, you set your scale, right? You set your scale of what you want to sing. You set your key, what you want to sing in with the song, whatever the key of the, the, beat, the beat is. And let's say, you know, you're in, you're in a scale and you sing a note out of the scale. The pitch correction software takes that note you hit and it bumps you up to the next correct note in the scale. So, I, ah, and that is what kind of gives you that robotic sound. So there's a bunch of different settings and we might get a little bit into that a little bit later. But essentially, that is uh, what auto-tune pitch correction software is all about. 
So the first like commercial song to use autotune um, was Share. It's, it's no credited Wiley to Share in that, I believe, uh, song in 1998. And she kind of had that autotune sound just a little bit, uh, not too crazy on her vocals. And everybody was spazzing. Now everybody's like, what is that? What is that? And her engineers tried to keep it as secret as they could. But the Antares uh, audio pitch correction software took the music industry by storm. So here we are. We're, we're in the middle of the episode, guys. I want wanted to do a, another segment just specific to this episode of Autotune and take a look at some of the hits uh, throughout the years uh, that have Autotune all over and you just see the progression of how we've changed it and how we've different you know how 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 we've used it in different songs um and different artists have used it and created their own song with it so before we start i definitely have to start with t-pain when you think auto-tune you think t-pain right when you think auto-tune you think t-pain so we got to give it up for t-pain thank you t-pain Where would the world be today if we didn't have T-Pain, man? It wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know if there'd still be all the auto-tune art, artists out there today and everything. It's crazy to think about. So T-Pain was the first to uh, definitely pioneer auto-tune in hip-hop. He had an album in 2005, his debut album, uh, rapper turned Sanga, with hits like I'm Sprung and I'm In Love With The Stripper. Woo-hoo! T-Pain is fire. So... He was the first to kind of use that, right? And when it comes to auto-tune production, um, auto-tune software, what you have is the pitch correction speed is a key setting. And that determines how fast the software adjusts your note that you're singing to the correct note in the scale that you set. And so what he did was genius, dude, genius. Just can we, cra- can we clap it up for this, what, he, what T-Pain did? I'm sorry, I got, I got to give T-Pain his flowers. I got to give T-Pain his flowers. What T-Pain did is he took the pitch correction speed and he turned it all the way up, 100%, as fast as it can go. And that is what gives you that robotic, oh, you hear the notes, you hear the pitches waving back and forth between the notes on the scale, but they're all in scale, in key. So it sounds great. Perfect. And... It created a whole new sound for him that he just owned, and he took a lot of backlash uh, from it. I'll get to that in the middle of going throughout the years, but he owned it. It was his sound, and a lot of the artists that we have today use autotune. Even singers use autotune uh, to make themselves sound better, so get into that as well. But let's start with throughout the years of autotune. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully I can put a nice track uh, to back me on this. So, like I said, starting in 2005, T-Pain's debut album, rapper turned Sanga, I'm Sprung, I'm In Love With The Stripper. We're going to go on to 2006, and this is going to be some of my favorite audio, auto-tune uh, tracks throughout the years. So, 2006, Akon Smack That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great track. 2007, you have Snoop Dogg, Sexual Seduction. Classic. 2008, you have Lollipop, Lil Wayne. Uh, back again in 2008, 
Hey, you can't forget, little secret about your host, man. I'm a big Kanye fan. Whew, it's hard out here. I didn't even <laughs> saying that today. My boy got to get it together. 2008, uh, a classic from Ye. I got a shirt that says, I, you know, I miss the old Ye. It's a great shirt. I get compliments on the time. Uh, shout out to Dr. Brown for the shirt. But in 2008, Heartless 808 and Heartbreaks, you got the track Heartless. Uh, T-Pain was actually a big producer on the 808 and Heartbreaks album, if you didn't know. Uh, so that just makes even more sense, but a great auto-tune track of uh, 2008. 2009, Money in the Blow, uh, Drake and Lil Wayne. Man, this song was hot. I remember like everybody had this song as their uh, ringtone. It's like when we had Nokias and stuff. So, uh, Money to the Blow, Drake Lil Wayne, 2009. Again, in 2009, you got Black Eyed Peas, one of my one of my favorite tracks, coded with auto tune, um, Boom Boom Pow, Boom Boom Boom, Boom Boom. So, as you can see, you know, from from the start of 2005 when T Pain dropped, auto tune is taking the music industry by storm. Everybody's throwing it on their vocals, but a lot of the OGs, a lot of the old heads, as they do with uh, everything new. <laughs> That comes up in the mo- in the music industry. They hated it. 2009, uh, Jay-Z. Hove! Hova! He released D.O.A. Death of Autotune. Uh, Hove essentially re- released a whole, like, diss track, basically, about uh, Autotune. He hated it. Bruh. He name-dropped T-Pain. It, it wasn't really, like, a diss at T-Pain. But he just kind of felt it was really gimmicky and that it should be left to T-Pain and not uh, everybody else. A lot of people were using it and he just, he just hated it, right? He felt too many people were doing it. He felt it would stagnate. Eventually, he felt it was like radio, you know, kind of corny, like whack. Uh, and I got a bar from um, Death of Autotune 2009, Jay-Z. And he says, this is anti-autotune, death of the ringtone. This ain't for iTunes. This ain't for sing-alongs. So, like I said in the beginning, T-Pain and others using auto-tune received a lot of criticism from the OGs in hip-hop, but they kept going. Um, People argued around that time that auto-tune removed all of the skill from singing, as well as destroying the minute inaccuracies that were the soul of many songs. And the slight inaccuracies that are so very human about music were now gone because everything sounded uh, like perfect in a way. And so, to a certain extent... I agree. Now, here's where I'm split on auto-tune, right? I don't like using auto-tune to make it sound like you can sing because some people are using it. They fine-tune the settings. You get out there. Uh, you you know, you're in the booth. You record your track. It's not sounding great. Your engineer throws on the auto-tune. And now, auto-tune plugins are so advanced, you can actually go into the audio waveform and adjust certain parts and move it up and down to scale and to make sure that you're on key. That I'm not cool with, okay? Now, what I am cool with is using auto-tune in a creative form, similar to what T-Pain did, right? He took these settings, he turned them all the way up. Uh, maybe if I turn it halfway, can I turn it all the way, you know, to the right? See how I sound. Maybe turn some other effects all the way up. Blast it. T- turn some effects off. See how I sound. That is what I'm in favor for. I'm in favor of using auto-tune in a creative fashion. Voices uh, like T-Pain's voices like Lil Wayne. 
right? It, it creates a artistic, creative sound for the artist. What's not cool is when you're using autotune in the studio to help you sing, and it's, you know your engineer's in there, he's making you sound like Whitney Houston, and then now you get out here to perform on the stage, and you're getting exposed. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I'm not about. So, yeah, I love autotune, and I'm going to get into my list of favorite autotune artists towards the end. Let's continue on the list of throughout the years. So we're at, after 2009, we start getting into the 2010s. A whole bunch more autotune honestly just starts kicking up uh, even more and more all the way to, to today. Uh, 2010, you got Kanye again with Runaway. Beautiful song. Uh, 2010, another hit, Nicki uh, Minaj, giving a shout-out uh, to the Queen. You got 2010, Nicki Minaj, Your Love. Your love, your love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great song. 2011. Atlanta is popping with Future, Rax, and Tony Montana. Auto-tune. They're taking it, taking that auto-tune with the trap sound and just going crazy. Now listen, that's called my fucking bars. You know nothing about that. 2012, 2013, again, like I said, Atlanta scene is going crazy. We, you guys are going to see a lot of Atlanta artists in the rest of this list. Young Thug, Stoner, you got, uh, I'm a Stoner, Stoner, Stoner. He was going crazy and had a lot of controversial sound, not only because of the auto-tune, but because of his voice and, and people and a lot of the OG said they couldn't understand him. But he's one of the biggest artists today and in a very controversial situation uh, right now that we might touch on in another episode as well. But free Young Thug, man. Free the man. 2013 again. Speaker knockers. Shout out to my ATL folks, man. Speaker Knockers, Lonely, that's a great song right there. Auto-tune, perfect, crisp. Uh, 2014, Weed and Boys, another classic hit. And then you kind of get uh, a, another twist into the mix. 2015, we hear from an artist uh, named Tra by the name of Travis Scott. He's pretty dope. He's taking a lot of uh, different effects as well and blending that into the auto-tune sound you got. Antidote. <laughs> the sound keeps transforming more and more and more throughout the years. 2016, Timmy Turner by Designer. Again, a, a lot of criticism here from the OGs in hip hop saying they couldn't understand him. Um, he's kind of creating, you know, creating his own sound, that kind of mumbleish rap that that we get into this this time around uh, of the decade that uh, heavily was criticized. 2017, one of my favorite bops by one of the most lit artists, man. Uh, EXO Tour Life by Little Uzi Burt. Great song. Very catchy. 2018, we get a wonderful artist by the name of Juice World. Rest in peace, Juice World. Um, 2019, another one of my favorite artists, Roddy Rich. We hear in the box. 2020, back to some of the leaders in the game, 
using auto-tune as well. Drake, we got Laugh Now, Not Laugh Now, and Cry Later. With Lil Durky on that track, too. Beautiful track. Wonderfully constructed. And then we'll finish up with 2021, uh, Rap Star by Polo G. Very catchy song. I love it. 2022, uh, they've had plenty of hits in, in the previous years that I mentioned, but one of their one of my favorite tracks for them at the moment is Hotel Lobby, Migos, Unconfused, Rest in Peace to Take Off. And then in 2023, uh, this year, one of my favorite tracks uh, with auto-tune is going to be Don Tolliver for me off of his latest album. Go check that out if you haven't uh, already. So that's auto-tune throughout the years, man. All right. So we're wrapping up. Wrapping it up. But before we finish, I'm going to get into my top 10 auto-tune artists of all time. Now, full disclaimer. Top 10 auto-tune artists of all time. Full disclaimer. This is not a ranking of artistry. I don't want to see y'all in the comments on my head top talking about, oh, so-and-so way better than so-and-so. So-and-so way better than so-and-so. Shut up. It's the top 10 auto-tune artist list of all time. Listen. I am ranking these artists 1 through 10 on their use of auto-tune in terms of the artist's sound and creativity. All right? So, like I said, I want to see you on my head top, man. Let's get straight into it. Number 10. On the top 10 auto-tune artists list of all time. Use of auto-tune. Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty, he had a very unique sound uh, with his voice. I don't know what he's doing, but it's kind of like back there in, in like the back of his throat, the way he's like, when he first came out, I'm talking about original SoundCloud Lil Yachty. He's got a whole different sound now, but I'm talking about like one night, like, I run through this line. That combined with the auto-tune was nuts. It was crazy. I didn't like it at first, but it grew on me. Classic fire track. So number 10, we're at Lil Yachty. Number nine, 21 Savage. 21, fantastic use of auto-tune. With his deep voice, he's, he's hitting in those lower registers. And his, his monotone cadence is just, it gives an eerie sound with the, with the auto-tune. And it, like every one of those killer lyrics, it just makes it that much more... Killer and serious is like, I don't know, wow, rocking word of night. Yeah, like you just, it's just, it's punching every time. Every bar he's hitting on, on the floor is cutting into you deep, man. So 21 Savage, you're at number nine. Loving the way you use auto-tune. Now, number eight. Number eight, I have the Migos. The reason why I have the Migos at number eight is because although the auto-tune was a key component of their sound, their sound... What that the reason why it stood out to me is because of the the way that they're rapping, right? Like the their flow. Everybody knows that they're the ones that made the triplet flow infamous. That combined with their ad libs, like only the Migos sounds like that. So if we're talking like on a, on another list, obviously the Migos is way is way higher in terms of like originality and their flow. But on this auto auto tune list, they're still 
high up there. Uh, more specifically, Quavo, because his melodies are, you know, just ridiculous uh, with the auto-tune. Um, but they're number eight on the auto-tune list for me. Number seven, Roddy Rich. Great use of melodies. And what I love about Roddy Rich is you hear the soul. You hear, you hear the pain. When I'm listening to Roddy, it sounds like I was right there with Roddy on the block. I'm from the shoulders on the inches, I'm a war, baby. Just hit after hit after hit. He had, a f- he had a few drops, but off his recent album, he's back to the old Roddy, and I'm loving it. So number seven on my list, Roddy Rich, fantastic use of, of auto-tune. I love his melodies. He goes high. He goes low. Dude is a beast. Number six, Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi's at number six because, again, his melodies are ridiculous. And that's what is the key component of, of auto-tune is how you're able to manipulate the pitch correction software. A lot of people think, okay, you just throw auto-tune on me and I sound good, but that's when it comes to rap and, like I mentioned, using auto-tune artistically, that's not the case at all. Case proof, proof in the pudding number one, T-Pain. If you've ever heard T-Pain sing without auto-tune, dude sounds amazing. Dude sounds ridiculous. Go look up T-Pain, Tiny Desk, and listen to, listen to him if you haven't heard already. But the man can sing, and that just proves that you don't need auto-tune to sing, and that when you throw it on your voice, it doesn't just make you sound better. If someone's going to engineer you with auto-tune and you're singing, they have to do that and, and make those steps and tweak those settings. But as an artist... You have to be able to find your melody and find your flow and actually know what hit, what note to hit so that way when the auto-tune pitch correction software hits your voice, it's then taking you to the note that goes well with the song, if that makes sense. So technically, you kind of be able to have to know, although while it might sound you know, out of tune, off-key when you're listening to the raw vocals, you have to know what note to hit right below to get tuned up to the right note that you want to hear uh, in the beat. So you got to know what you're doing when it comes to rapping with auto-tune. Common misconception. So Little Uzi, all these people that I've named so far, they all know uh, what they're doing with auto-tune. It takes talent to be able to do this, guys. I promise. Now, there are a few rappers out there where they just rap it dry and then the auto-tune gets thrown on. And you can tell because it doesn't sound great. It's, it, it's lacks, it lacks like soul, lacks mood. Um, it's all flat. It might be in the same key. It might sound great with the music, but it just is just like kind of like across the board, right? When you listen to Lil Uzi, listen to Roddy Rich, uh, these melodies uh, that they're singing go hand in hand with the vocal and the auto tune and the beat itself. So Lil Uzi, fantastic example of that. Melodies is going super stupid. Very catchy dude. He's just a hit monster, releasing hit after hit after hit. He hasn't stopped like ever since 2015, 2016. He hasn't stopped. Um, and the dude just like continues to just put it on. Number five, Lil Wayne. Now, I know you're surprised. Again, I just want to remind you all that this list is not in terms of their artistry. I'm not saying that one artist is better than another. I'm ranking these artists in terms of how they're using autotune, uh, specifically because that's what the episode is about. So why I have Lil Wayne at five is because it is signature to his sound. <laughs> uh, back then when 
when I noticed through, when I was going through throughout the years, uh, he started to use it. I think Lollipop was like the first song when he started to really come out with it. He was just kind of like a straight rapper rapper before, but he used it and, and formed the sound that we know today. And it's just a signature sound. That's why I had to rank him at number five. His bars and everything else is just so out of this world, man. But in terms of auto-tune, it's, it's a key signature sound of him. You hear it, you immediately recognize it. Uh, just his voice, the, his Louisiana accent, uh, it, it just pairs so well with the auto-tune settings that they use when he records a track. Number four, number four, Future. Future, his voice, he also has that low uh, register, like, <laughs> sensational, you know? That that low register voice, it just pairs so well with auto-tune and mixing. And even though he has the low voice, unlike 21 Savage, he has those melodies, too. Um, we've seen a little bit of melodies from 21 in some of those uh, songs that he has, like with J. Cole and, you know, Letter to My Mama and things like that. But Future is, is more known for creating some of those melodies that you can sing to and, in the, you know, those hits that are just, you feel it, man. You feel it. It's singing and you feel it. He knows the right notes to hit. He's got the auto-tune tuned perfectly and it pairs just so well with his voice and his flow is ridiculous. So number four, Future. Number three, Young Thug. Young Thug, definitely one of my favorite artists. His use of auto-tune is also ridiculous. And he, unlike Future, he's got more of a higher register, right? In his voice, it's, it's, it's up there. And his sounds and his flow is so unique. And... That is one thing that's across the board on this entire list, and that's why they're on the list, is because uniqueness, originality, that is what makes you great. You don't sound like everyone else. Once one, once Young Thug launched, there's a thousand other Young Thugs trying to sound like you. Originality, be your own self. Come up with your own thing. When Young Thug was dropping, there's nobody else that was making those sounds. And now look where he has that today. So Young Thug, he when he started, man, he he was just the combination of the auto tune, his high register, his ability to take those melodies and just float them up and down in between the beat. His ad libs are different, yeah, like little screams and yeah, nobody's doing that stuff before. And also he has bars on top of it too. He's not just saying random stuff; he has bars. So Young Thug at number three. He's also another example, and I've heard it myself in the studio, uh, of someone who can sing. Like, I heard him one time just walking around, and man can sing. Like, he was humming to himself or something, you know, just like kind of walking around. I was in the studio watching the cameras, and he's just like humming to himself, and, it, and the man sounds just like it like it does on the track. Beautiful voice. Young Thug is, is, is amazing, man. He's one of a kind. Uh, top... Two, here we go. Number two in the top ten auto-tune artists of all time. Number two, Kanye West. Now, Kanye West, I got him at number two because, again, he, I mean, I'm a little biased. He is one of my favorite artists, but he is a pioneer of, of auto-tune, so you got to have him at number two. He's got classics off classics off classics. 
using the auto tune. And again, a lot of these uh, future artists are were are and were inspired by him and looked up to him. Uh, the way he was able to take auto tune and create catchy hooks with them, and then come back and write and you know write and rap. Uh, in his original cadence was just crazy. So him using that combination and um, again creating a, a, an entire unique sound is is why he's up at number two. And ladies and gentlemen, for the number one auto tune artist of all time, give it a round of applause for T Pain. You have to give T Pain number one auto-tune artist of all time. Like I said, if you go to anybody and I say, hey, what's the first word you think of when I say auto-tune? It's like second nature, man, T-Pain. And a lot of these artists, they I'm not going to say that they wouldn't exist, but their sound might be totally different, and the world of auto-tune definitely wouldn't be what we know of it as today without T-Pain influencing and pioneering the use of auto-tune. So again, thank you to T-Pain for taking that criticism, being yourself, continue to put out great music, and look where it it has landed you today, and look where all of these artists uh, that are are coming out today using auto-tune, whether they know it or not, they're inspired by you. So, guys, that is it. We have wrapped up episode two. Woo, give it a round of applause, man. I have had so much fun. It's been a pleasure. I hope you learned a whole bunch about Auto-Tune and its history. And I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I really appreciate it for taking the time out of yours to listen to podcasts. Cued Up Podcast out. Y'all have a good one.